Oh my gosh, maybe we need to put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Trigger warning, laughter ahead. Welcome back to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Alma, and I am here with the one and only Crystal. Hello. We love to have real, honest conversations about life and how the Amish culture we grew up in shaped our mindsets. And folks, we are back at it with the late night recording today. Mm-hmm. It feels very weird. It does. We haven't done this in so long. I We've been doing it either in the daytime or early evening mm-hmm. for so long now. Yep. And we're back at the late night recording. It's just how the schedule worked out this week. Yeah. I'm discovering that I'm not as used to these late nights as I used to be. <laughs> yeah. We got spoiled and we haven't had to do this. We haven't had to gather mm-hmm. our thoughts and keep our minds clear. We're discovering that we are wonderful, truly experts at procrastinating this late at night. We could probably give an entire seminar on how to procrastinate. Absolutely. Also, last week, Crystal pointed out that I say yeah, absolutely a lot. And now I can't help but hear it. It's in everything. And we were talking recently that we need to make a new trailer for this Mm -hmm. podcast. So I went back and listened to the old one. And I said yeah, absolutely twice in our two-minute trailer. (laughs) What I think is funny is that... You're just now realizing how much you say it. Yeah. Like, I know you knew that you said it, but you're realizing how much you say it. Yeah, it never hit me before how often. Yeah, and it's always the same way because it's always, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, there's always, it's never like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like, it's a very emphatic, like, I am trying to communicate that I absolutely agree with this. (laughs) Makes I mean, me laugh. 10 out of 10 for communication skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crystal's the best. <laughs> Truly the best. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> I know you're not. I am not feeling made fun of. I think it's okay. hilarious. Good. I just wanted to like point it out in case it sounded like I was. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm sure there's like things that like i say a lot (laughs) crystal when i was editing last week's podcast then there was one sentence that i counted five likes no i know terrible oh my gosh i actually said it that many times yes that's horrible and i i don't like i'm not exaggerating like i did count like you know sometimes i'll throw things out for like Mm mm-hmm you know, effect sake. This one, it was real. <laughs> I loved it so much. Oh my gosh. Um, but then I said, yeah, absolutely. Like so many times the whole episode and I never even like caught it. Like, how do you say something that many times and not realize? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we've been talking about this a long time. Um, one thing I wanted to ask everyone is if they caught our bonus joke. Yeah. At the end of the last episode, Crystal told me a really funny joke, 
and it would it was the second ep- second joke of the episode. Yeah. Needed to include it, and I just tacked that and a bunch of laughing onto the very, very, very end. I personally thought it was quite funny. Yeah, me too. So if you didn't catch the bonus joke, go back and listen to that, because... Yeah, you gotta, like... It's like the movies where you gotta wait for, like, those end credits. Yes, it's the, the end credits, yeah. for sure. The the Friendship Bread podcast end credits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might not do it every time, but we might gotta keep everybody on the edge of their seats, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you get it'll a bonus be a joke, surprise. maybe you won't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it'll just be something super random. <laughs> I like this idea. I really like the idea of, like, tacking, like, really random things. Like, by the way, I grew one big watermelon in my garden this summer. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds like fun. Or our rendition of, like, jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> we okay. Do a cover of one of our favorite songs. <laughs> Uh. Actually, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. This late night recording, man. <laughs> it's really... No filter. <laughs> Welcome to the Friendship Bread Podcast, unfiltered. Unfiltered, yes. Um, Crystal, do you have a breadcrumb this week? Do you want to know what the very first thing was that popped into my head? Yes. So this isn't probably like a legit breadcrumb. I mean, it can be. We've been out of my favorite popcorn for a while, and today I got some. <laughs> if that isn't a breadcrumb, I don't know what it is, because it encompasses what we are trying to do with breadcrumbs. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so, thankful for my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's good popcorn. It is. It's very good. Um, Coming from the person who ate, like, half a bag tonight, so. Yeah. Is this where we're supposed to say... Smart food, sponsor this episode. (laughs) Maybe so. And on that note, I think that my breadcrumb is that you got your favorite popcorn back. (laughs) So I got to eat it. Yes, because you walked into my house and you were like, hey, yo. Can I have some of your popcorn? And I'm like, you're in luck because I just got some today. Yes. Side note, we ate a lot of a bag already. So much popcorn. That's that's how to procrastinate. Tip number one. Yes. Eat popcorn. Eat popcorn and drink sparkling water. Okay, Preferably wait. flavored. I have a question. Milk. Yes. If tip number one for procrastinating is eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. And my favorite snack is this popcorn. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I'm just procrastinating a lot, like, in reality? Probably. Man. Gonna have to do some evaluating here. (laughs) May have been a good thing that I was out of popcorn. (laughs) Maybe I didn't procrastinate as much. I don't know how we're gonna get through this episode. (laughs) We're gonna laugh our way through it. What are you talking about? This is true. Prepare yourselves now for a lot of laughing. Mm -hmm. They've already had to deal with a lot of laughing and they weren't prepared. So. Oh my gosh, maybe we need to put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Trigger warning, laughter ahead. (laughs) You know what? I think we should. (laughs) If you heard... (laughs) If you heard the trigger warning at the beginning of this episode and you were like, what is going on? Now you have come full circle. The joke is completed. 
All right. This is the moment where we decided that we might do that. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we can move on now that we, you know, I think we just traveled time and space for a little bit, but it's Ooh, okay because time did. doesn't really exist. So. A rip in the space-time continuum. Yeah. This is how you know it's late night. I mean, mm-hmm. we've said that multiple times, but when Alma starts saying time doesn't exist, it's late night. <laughs> yep. Ones don't usually say that. <laughs> so true. Speaking of things that are true for our Enneagram types, today a friend texted me and she was asking me a question and I answered and she texted me back and said, that is so helpful. And she thanked me for helping her. And I was like, no problem at all. I'm glad to help. (laughs) And after I sent it, I was like, oh, I just read my message and realized how much of a two I am. (laughs) And then she was like, well, I appreciate your help, but don't let me take advantage of you. (laughs) I told her I promised she wasn't, but it just cracked me up. And then especially because, yeah. It probably made you feel amazing that your help helped. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Another thing that Crystal did that was very... Enneagram type two recently is that I was not home and <laughs> she, I will put broke into in qu- quotation marks. Um, what do you call these? Yeah, air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> air quotes. Quotation marks. Broke into, air quote, my home and left flowers on my kitchen table. I would argue that it's not breaking in. If, one, I didn't break anything, mm-hmm. I mean, I did go in, but the door was unlocked. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's in air quotes. Okay, just making sure. Yes. And I came home, and there were flowers, and I was like, who on earth are the flowers from? And my husband wasn't home either, so I was like, Tanner, did you like – and I didn't know if he had been home or not. I texted him, and he's like, no. And then he was like, but I do have a missed call from Crystal from about 20 minutes ago. I shouldn't have called him. <laughs> And then I looked at my phone and realized I had a missed call from Crystal from about the same time. Listen, I I called you guys because I was concerned that nobody was going to be home and it was hot outside and there was going to be no water for the flowers. So she took care of it. She type twoed her way into my house (laughs) and left me flowers and it brightened my whole day. She knows how much I love flowers and she type two, she, she remembers that. When you say I type two my way into your house, <laughs> I would like to put a disclaimer out there that type twos are not known for breaking and entering. Like <laughs> that's not that's not one of the things. Unless it involves dropping off flowers. Yes, unless it involves helping your friends. Or overall joy. Because that's what they bring to the world is joy. <laughs> I feel like if a type one broke into your house. They'd be very careful to leave no trace. Yes. And they'd probably organize under your sink for you, too, while oh. they were at it. Cool. <laughs> Sound that, that sounds good. <laughs> no, it really does. I'm not being sarcastic. Someday, Crystal, this joke is going to come full circle, and I'm going to type one my way into your house, and you're going to come home, and your under sink is going to be organized, and you're going to be like... like what on my, earth? <laughs> my undersink? <laughs> I 
applications for narration purpose. We're laughing so hard it's not making any noise. <laughs> I have tears. Okay, well, I guess <clears throat> at some point in the future, I'm going to be on the podcast and be like, so my breadcrumb this week is that my undersink got organized. I'm dead. I'm literally dying. I just came home and the undersink was organized. The undersink. I, I don't even remember saying that. That's what you said. Oh my god. Oh, my stomach hurts. You're going to have to edit out so much of this silent laughter. Oh, I'm keeping it all in. I'm keeping it all in, all the silent laughter. Oh, my goodness. We don't know for sure. We'll we'll see. We'll get to hear (laughs) if we keep it all in. So much silent laughing. Um, Anyhow, the joke will come full circle one day, and you'll know that it was me. Yeah. And it will be funny. I don't know of anybody else who would come (laughs) organized underneath my sink. (laughs) Underneath. Why didn't I just finish the word? Because it's 1 a.m. That's why. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyhow. (laughs) I just realized that, like, the group chat that we have with our husbands, Mm -hmm. one of them titled it (laughs) the 2 a.m. Giggle Gals. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm realizing they may have been very accurate. Don't ever let them hear this episode. <laughs> no, this episode will not, will not get. Yeah, how I can't like, even talk. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Did I say look? Stand there and look yeah. stupid. Burn it. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my gosh, Crystal and I don't talk in real sounds. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yes, yeah. not what we do. Nope, not at all. Um, but we, anyhow, yeah. That's what are we talking thing. about today? I forgot. Well, because it's late night, we kind of doubted our ability to just have a normal conversation. Like, mm-hmm. what I mean is, like, just starting the conversation and seeing where it leads. Mm-hmm. So we did talk about some topics that we could talk about, and we landed on... Perfection! Perfection! What is perfection? Besides you. <laughs> I just came up with I the thought best I got to say the ever. joke of this episode. You do. You okay. do. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was truth. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> I personally would not. Actually, I would not like to be perfect. I know. I don't want to be held to that standard. No, me either. I think we do enough of that to ourselves without mm-hmm. having other people do it for us. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's so easy to get caught up in this, like, idea of needing to be perfect and comparing ourselves to everyone around us whose, you know, lives look perfect. Mm -hmm. Newsflash, no one's life Mm -mm. is perfect. Can I share something I read today? Mm -hmm. I read this on someone's Instagram story. She just shared the post so I can credit the person who said it. And she wrote, Sometimes I drive in my car and I look at everyone in traffic around me and wonder what their lives are like. What heartaches are they healing from? What joys will they have today? Who are the supporting characters in the story of their life? 
All of these cars filled with people serving as extras in my life story are the main characters of their own. This is something so large and incomprehensible that it makes me want to cry. How beautiful to witness the passing of someone living so fully and richly in ways that I will never truly know. And when I hold on to that preciousness of someone living and breathing, getting through the day trying to find moments of joy in what may be an otherwise boring morning, I treat people with more reverence. I choose to say the kind words when the smile of the woman at the donut shop brightens my day and we share a moment. We exchange mutual admiration and we both leave a little better for it. I like to think that the presence exchange there gets passed on, joy radiating from both of us as we engage with the next person and then each of us the next. Sometimes, when the days feel hopeless and I question the purpose of my existence, I like to think that it's that moment swinging back to me when a stranger smiles as we cross the street, joy given turning into an echo of joy received. And it was written by at Sarah Jane Case on Instagram. I want to make sure to give her credit. But I read that and I'm kind of surprised I made it through there without tearing up because mm-hmm. it was so well said. And I think that exactly what you said, if we view everyone around us as perfect, we lose that reverence. Mm-hmm. We lose that ability to look at them as a human and say they are imperfectly going through life mm-hmm. and they are so beautiful for it. Yeah. It's funny because I think I actually saw that on Instagram too. And the thing that stuck t- stuck out to me about that was that every other person, they are the main character in their story. Mm-hmm. In their world, they are the main character, which means like all of – like in our world, like all of our insecurities and things that we're working through and all of those things like are revolving around us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's – But in their world, they have those same things. And so Mm -hmm. that person that you see that looks, you know, like their life might look perfect, Mm -hmm. but they have their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to me how holding ourselves to a standard of perfection Mm -hmm. ends up, what it ends up doing to how we view other people. Yeah. Because, yeah, it can lead to comparison and it can lead to feeling like we're the only ones experiencing what Mm -hmm. we're going through. But it does really take away a level of, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Like we almost expect perfection from other people then Mm -hmm. instead of just letting them be Mm -hmm. just as they are. Yeah, I think that's true. I think, I think... We do expect other people to be perfect. And then I think there's several things that come out of that. Like, one, we feel let down when mm-hmm. they're not perfect. Or they feel the pressure of our expecting them to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Or we are expecting ourselves to be perfect, like this person that we put up on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And none of those are good things or healthy things. Yeah. When you said that about the person feeling pressure to be perfect, Mm -hmm. that makes me think that then if they're going through something that they deem as too imperfect, why would they share that with you? Mm -hmm. Why would they share that with the world? Because they're under this pressure. They may feel like they're under a microscope. Why Mm -hmm. would they share that with you? It definitely doesn't encourage authenticity. No. It's very interesting because then when you feel you're the only one going through, this is kind of bringing up a side of perfection that Mm -hmm. I hadn't tied together before. Mm -hmm. 
when you feel secluded and like you're the only one going through something, Mm -hmm. that makes that thing a lot harder, number one. It leads to shame because shame is what happens when you feel like you're the only one who's bad. Yeah. Or at something or that something bad is happening to. Shame is so heavy and weighs so much. And it just drives you further into seclusion. Mm-hmm. It does. I think it's it's one of those things that like also gets tied into community. Like mm-hmm. how you're talking about like the isolation and all that stuff. Like when you have community, some of those things can kind of dissipate. But then you kind of also get right back into the struggle of comparing yourself to everybody else. Yeah. Like the people in your community. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I often find myself, especially around areas of like my house and often feeling like I don't have enough hours in the day to accomplish the things that I would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And like earlier tonight, I was cleaning up after supper and I'm like, there's dried rice and Cheerios over here on this part of the counter. Like, don't think anybody else has dry rice and Cheerios. I thought as I threw it into the trash and... <laughs> And it's just like, you know, somebody else might. Odd concoction, but hey. Yeah. Um, there's there's just might be Fruit Loops and macaroni. Right. Like, but I think that that's just like, it's a small thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that often, like, that pressure, that need to be perfect mm-hmm. is a, really a lot of small things that we've built up to be a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going back to the shame thing, shame amplifies those mm-hmm. really small things and makes you feel like they're so much bigger than they yes. actually are. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as you say it out loud, the shame breaks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the the hold shame has on you breaks. Yeah. That sounds really intense, but, like, as soon as you say that you had rice and Cheerios on your counter, Susie is going to go, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much better because Mm -hmm. my kids dumped out all this food the other day and I thought I was the only one whose kids are so messy. Well, here, I'll add something else in to make somebody, to make Susie feel better. (laughs) I also opened a cabinet tonight to put something away and discovered that my four-year-old had put a plate from lunch into the cabinet on top of the cereal containers. Oh, no. So it was just sitting there, pleasantly waiting. <laughs> Thankfully, it was like crumbs. It wasn't. Oh, that's good. A Not he- a full peanut butter no. and jelly sandwich. That's. I don't even remember what they had for lunch. It's been years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> that was a pleasant surprise. Opening up a cabinet to a whole nother plate that needed to be washed. You know, when you. The experience I'm speaking from is having five younger siblings, mm-hmm. but. When you have children, you you find yourself saying things you never thought that you would say. Oh, that's definitely true. I've heard some really funny conversations between Crystal and her children, and I have record of several of them. <laughs> I need to write more down as they happen. <laughs> but anyhow. They um, do say quite funny things. Yeah. Thank you for that story to make Susie feel better. I'm sure Susie has more for you. Mm-hmm. Is Susie going to be a regular character? I'm not sure. You know who we haven't talked about in a long time is Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, before we go off on too much of a bunny trail that we already have. Um, 
us bunny trail never yeah back to perfection which we Mm -hmm. are perfect at yes never going down bunny trails nope we have perfect conversations perfect conversations yeah the never bunny trail into a million directions until you have no idea where you've gone see okay but what if the definition of a perfect conversation is up for grabs because what if my version of a perfect conversation is one with a million bunny trails? See, I enjoy a good conversation with a million bunny trails. Same. Earlier tonight, I was telling you something, and I realized I was starting like four sentences at once. And I was like, and that's, then, oh, but, that's true. okay, so, and, and then I was like, I'm trying to tell you four different things. Let mm-hmm. me just start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was defining it as a conversation that you can trace your way back through. That seems like a pretty good definition. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Unfortunately, bunny trails don't really lend to that very well. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Do we take a left at Albuquerque? I don't know. (laughs) Albuquerque? It's from Bugs Bunny. Did you ever watch Bugs Bunny? Not much. I've Mm. just seen a little bit. My dad made sure we watched Bugs Bunny. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly where we left off for the bunny trail station but i want to ask you a question is there such a thing as perfection where do we get the notion from like i know it's defined in the dictionary but is it actually attainable i think it can be attainable depending on how you define perfection Ooh, i like that because i think perfection is just an ideal that you would like to achieve so, like, it yeah. depends on what your ideal is that you're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if my ideal that I want to achieve is that my house is completely clean and immaculate at all times, I will never reach that. Yeah. Never. Whereas- <laughs> I, have, I have four kids. <laughs> no. But if my, if my ideal of perfection is that my kids are fed and clothed and... Mostly clean. (laughs) And making good memories. Yeah. And then that's a a different kind of perfection. And that's, I mean, more realistic, which Mm -hmm. is also more attainable. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe I guess it's like realistic perfection. I like that. I think that if we would reframe the way we view perfection. Mm hmm. Because if at the end of the day, having a perfect clean house is also an ideal. Mm-hmm. Like, no one has exactly. defined that as perfection. Yeah. So we get to define what ideal is perfection to us. Mm-hmm. Your idea of perfection may be living on the beach and getting to walk on the beach every morning. And mine may be living at the top of a mountain and seeing the... I don't know. What do you see from the top of a mountain? The valley below. Lots of trees. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Both of our ideas of perfection is um, houses next to each other with attached yards. And, yeah. And, and we, we also want a pool that like goes across both properties. We've talked about this. We have. There's a whole plan. Also, there's a llama somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and roaming. an orchard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And an orchard. <laughs> our husbands are not on board with this plan, but that's all right. They'll come around. Yeah. They don't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, is it, who knows if that perfection will ever be achieved for Crystal and I? We can dream. Yeah. And if you were here last week, 
I mean, Crystal very much believes that if we can dream it, we can do it, so. <laughs> I mean, I think the reality is, is that many times, I mean, it depends on what it is, but I think often we're setting our own limits for ourselves. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, I didn't say the yeah that time. <laughs> is well, that my first one this episode? That's your first absolutely, but earlier you said yeah, and I almost held my breath because it sounded like an absolutely <laughs> was going to come out, and it didn't, so oh, kudos. Man. I think that many times I think we also let, like, a fear of not meeting that, like, perfect ideal. Mm-hmm. Like, we feel like there are limits put on us. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that we put the limits on us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can't ever make a podcast because no one would listen to it. Like, and it wouldn't I'm, be perfect. We right. would bunny trail. Yeah, we would bunny trail. Who's going to trace that conversation? Like, somebody's going to be like, why well, do I listen to this podcast? And they were talking about, well, I don't know how they got there. <laughs> Uh, that's if you have actually ever had that conversation please let us know you win something i'm not sure what but please let us know we have a prize for you crystal's laughing harder than i thought she would i'm trying to think of a prize (laughs) she's instantly on the let's make this happen train well i'm pretty sure that somebody has had that conversation i'm not limiting us Okay, I'm sorry. This is no. actually so good what you're saying. I don't want to detract but like, from it. We let our fear of not meeting our goal mm-hmm. limit us and hold us back from doing what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we don't pursue the things we want to do, the things that make us feel alive because of this fear of not meeting the standard that we feel that we should meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. But then you have to ask yourself, who sets that standard? It's me. Yes. Yeah. So, like, either you have to realize that no one else is setting the standard for you. And if someone else is setting a standard for you, just throw it out because you don't have to live by somebody else's standard. No. No one can make you live by somebody else's standard. No. What are they going to do? Exactly. Maybe shut you out. Maybe not talk to you. You lose a friend who was controlling you. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. And it might feel like a terrible thing. It does. Because you might love that person. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is like sometimes like that's what happens in the effort to be a healthier individual. Mm -hmm. Striving for perfection by someone else's standard is not perfection. No, it's not. I think that like... I think basically kind of is like, man, I've said a lot of likes. Um, That's okay. That's okay. I mean, to me, it feels like it's a process of identifying like, what is my realistic perfection? Mm -hmm. What is my realistic ideal? What is a standard that I want to make my goal that's actually attainable? Mm Mm-hmm. And not something that's being put in place by other people because I feel like I need to do this in order to please other people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing it to please other people, cross it off the list because it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, perfection in the dictionary should be used 
and and maybe it is. I should have looked up the definition before we started this podcast. But to me, perfection is representing like a perfect square, mm-hmm. a perfect rectangle, a perfect right angle. Nowhere should perfection ever apply to someone's life. The dictionary says the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. Yeah. How do you decide what is a flaw in a human? What do you decide what is a flaw in Mm -hmm. a life? There's no way to decide that. I know when a right angle is a right angle, it's because it's 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. But that's something that's measurable. Life is not measurable. And I think also, like, if you wanted so many of the things that are people classify as flaws Mm -hmm. are actually things that make us unique. Yeah. And if none, if we were all without our flaws, we would all be the same. We would all look like right angles. Okay, I'm sure. Sorry. I'm really <laughs> sticking with the right angles tonight. <laughs> we would all be. You're right up against that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I, I just have to think of like a mass of people. Like we're mm-hmm. all just lined up in neat little rows and everybody looks the same. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound fun. No, it look, sounds awful, honestly. Because you'd be like, oh, hey, um, I'm looking for my friend. Are you my friend? I can't tell by looking at you. Wow, I had never even thought of that. That sounds horrible, doesn't it? Like, you wouldn't be able to identify the people close to you because everyone would look the same. I mean, that's a very intense, um, <laughs> what do you call that? Parable. Mm-hmm. But Wow. The things that make you unique is what makes you be, like, attractive as a friend to your friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was worded terribly. Yeah. Your unique qualities are what draws other people to be... To share their unique qualities. Yes. And to be comfortable with their unique qualities. Mm-hmm. Because every friendship is unique. Every single friendship. I have uh, have friends that I'm also, like, I would also call them my best friends. Mm -hmm. But our friendships look very different than what ours looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we have different things that we do together. Mm -hmm. And you draw out some things in me that are different from what they draw out in me. Mm -hmm. I might get a little louder with some of my friends. Shocking, but it's possible. (laughs) Um. And it doesn't mean that any of those friendships are bad or even yeah. subpar. Like, mm-hmm. they're all equally amazing. Yeah. Because friendships are, like, you and I have some shared experiences in mm-hmm. certain areas. And then your other friends, you have totally different shared experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, every Just, friendship is unique. Yeah. And th- I think that's true for everybody. I think we all have friendships that are different with different people Mm -hmm. and they don't have to meet this standard of perfection where they all look the same Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's no such thing as a perfect friendship unless you were defining perfect friendship as one where you feel totally safe and comfortable being authentic with the person that you're friends with i would that's what i would define a perfect friendship as actually Yeah. So what we have learned through this episode is that perfection is up for debate. 
Mm-hmm. It's up for grabs. You can make it what you want it to be. Except for if it comes to right angles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it made me think of beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's really true. Yeah. If we were to recap everything we've touched on with perfection mm-hmm. during this conversation, what all would there be? Ask yourself where you're getting your standards of perfection from Mm -hmm. and decide what you really want to view perfection as because you remind yourself repeatedly that you get to decide Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's something that like is just like ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we need to like, I think that it requires great effort to redefine Mm -hmm. what we recognize perfection as. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a reteaching yourself of how to view things. Yeah. Because up until this point, society and the, our life Mm -hmm. that's closest around us has defined perfection for us. Yeah. And we get to take that back. Mm -hmm. We get to say, I have lived with what has been ingrained in my mind Mm -hmm. and I get to choose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then also, we also covered like projecting Mm -hmm. perfection onto other people. Yes. We don't want it to, I I don't want it to affect the way that I compare myself to other people, but I also don't want it to affect the standards that I hold other people to. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to affect the way I treat them and the way that I go about my life around them and I... You know, maybe whether we realize it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, if we're around someone that we think is completely perfect, there's almost this feeling that we get of like, well, good for them. Like, do you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Am I completely off base in saying that? No, no, I think you're right. And I think it's inferiority. Like, you feel inferior when you are around somebody that you view as being completely perfect. Mm -hmm. And how is that fair to them? Mm -hmm. How is it fair to you? Honestly, I think that those things, no matter what we like redefine our ideas perfect as, Mm -hmm. there's going to be people that you come across that it looks like they're perfect. It looks like they're meeting your standard of perfect. Mm -hmm. But when you feel like that, you have to remind yourself, they are their own person Mm -hmm. who's the center of their world. Mm -hmm. And there are things that they are processing and working through and need to heal from that are orbiting around them too. Just Mm -hmm. like with you, like all of the things in our world, like orbit around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't get to be the front row seat to everyone's struggles. Mm -hmm. So you never know what Susie is telling Pam. Pam may be the person who hears all of Susie's struggles and all of Susie's problems. We don't know what Pam knows about Susie and we don't know absolutely everything that Susie's going through, but that Mm -hmm. does not mean that Susie's not going through stuff. Yeah, exactly. So we've covered letting perfection change the way we treat other people. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of my biggest takeaways from from this conversation because I want to always, always have compassion for everyone. I want to remember that. Yeah. No matter what. No matter how badly they treat me. Yeah, I'm not going to let someone completely take advantage and be horrible to me. Right. But I'm going to have compassion for mm-hmm. them. 
You can have boundaries and still have compassion. Yes, exactly. You can, yes, you can have boundaries and compassion. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true. I think that one really important thing to remember about perfection is that so many times we have unhealthy ideas of perfection. Mm -hmm. And so I think like one big question, if you're trying to decide is this an okay, like, ideal? Is this idea of perfection okay? Like, is it healthy? hmm And, like, if it's not healthy, then that's when you know, nope, it's not an okay thing to idealize. It's not okay to hold this as perfection because it's not healthy. So how would you define healthy? Does know. it make you feel secluded? Probably mm-hmm. not healthy. Does it make you feel shame? Probably not healthy. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel anxious? Probably not healthy. And it depends. If you're trying yeah. something uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortableness can lead to anxiety. But mm-hmm. is it is it something, is it a good uncomfortable? Are you safe mm-hmm. in, in what you're trying? Yeah. I think that's the thing with being uncomfortable is you really have to like figure that out within yourself like is it a good uncomfortable or is it like a warning signs uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah as far as like the healthy is it going to lead to good things yes i love that if it's not going to lead to good things then it's not healthy Mm -hmm. yeah i also had a question i want to ask you yes well i didn't really know who else asked this but I thought you might know because you have a hedgehog. Okay. So I wondered if you know how to play leapfrog with a porcupine. I do not. I heard you have to do it very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) You would absolutely have to do that very carefully. Yes. Yes. Porcupine's quills are so much longer than hedgehog quills. <laughs> no, it would be so dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous. Somebody somebody asked me, Crystal, do you want to play leapfrog with a porcupine? I'd be like, peace out. Yeah, I will not be participating in that game night. No, me either. Nope. And if they were like, but that's the perfect game night, I'd be like, that's not my idea of perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I really enjoyed talking about this with you. I always enjoy talking with you, but this was a good conversation. It's kind of interesting to consider the different implications of what perfection Mm -hmm. can end up doing to you and to those around you. Yeah. I think it's also just like, I feel like there's so much more to it because it's so complex. But the thing is, is that it varies so much for each individual person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if in an ideal world, there would be no such thing as perfection, if you will, mm -hmm. air quotes, like, we wouldn't have to say perfectly imperfect, Mm -hmm. or you're kind of perfect. Yeah. In an ideal world, it would mean something different. So keep perfection for the right angles, and the straight lines, Mm -hmm. and the squares, And you live your life exactly how you want to. To add on what I was saying just a minute ago, this is just the start of a conversation about perfection, but it's not really a conversation that we can finish for you. That's true. 
this is your cue to find a friend or a journal or somebody, some a safe space mm-hmm. to continue processing out that journey of discovering what perfection is for you and what are standards you've been holding yourself to that you don't want to hold yourself to anymore. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Some analyzing and processing for you. Yeah. Because that at the end of the day, you're the only one who can decide that for yourself. Exactly. Takes a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. Well, as always, if you don't already, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget about our new website, which is thefriendshipbread.com. You can find pretty much everything there. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Those reviews are how Apple Podcast decides which podcasts to put in front of more listeners and Mm -hmm. which ones to bury deep in their podcast dungeons. (laughs) Podcast dungeons. If this conversation resonated with you, go ahead and share this episode. Tell your friends about it. Share it to your social media wall or stories or feed or whatever you do. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. And we really hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Bye! Bye. Wasn't he, like, a little bit cuckoo when he painted Starry Night? I think all the great people are. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm saying is, I think that if we're calling this our Starry Night, we're officially cuckoo. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.